0: everyone welcome to the solar power market series my name is Ares Dolev and I'm the managing director here at Renvu. Uh, today we are going to be hearing from Spencer Cream about NLX Way and their residential and commercial EV chargers. Uh, before we dive in and while we're waiting for more people to join I'd like to give a little background on Renvu and some of the products and services we offer. So Renvu is a US-based solar equipment distributor established in 2012. All of our sales engineers have engineering background and we have fulfillment facilities in California New Jersey and uh, Texas. Uh, I would like to spotlight several energy storage brands we carry. Uh, we have Solark on the shelf and have them on special sale with home grid battery banks. This is a great uh, combination we recommend for storage. Another great rate opportunity is the Qcells Q-Home Plus ESS system. This is a 7.6 kilowatt inverter that can connect to up to three 6.3 kilowatt-hour batteries, which brings you to 18.9 kilowatt-hour storage. Uh, We are offering this kit with three additional two batteries, so you would get a total of 31.5 kilowatt-hour batteries, 20 rapid shutdown devices, auto transformer, and uh, BMS for only 11,800 dollars approximately, and. uh, you get also $1,000 gift card per unit when you buy more than one. Uh, we also uh, offer unbeatable pricing on the N-phase microinverters and N-phase N-Charge energy storage. If you're interested in those, I'll show some pricing in a second. Uh, we're sharing the link to our popular commercial module price list Excel file in the chat. Uh, here you can find all our available modules and tiered pricing for each one of these. I recommend to use this uh, spreadsheet as a tool for market pricing analysis, uh, since we are updating it daily with any market changes and availability. So on the second ta- tab of the same uh, spreadsheet, you can find some special clearance items uh, with special pricing. You can see here the Qcells ESS, uh, solar edge optimizers, inverters, and batteries and the in-phase microinverters, batteries, and combiners, and some other hey, brands as, uh, as we get them. Hey, don't miss that. This is, these are great prices uh, that not available anywhere else. I'm, I'll take a minute to also mention the Bleaky Residential Carport. Uh, this is a product that uh, utilizes the NLX. You can see in the back of the uh, carport here that there are NLXs that are uh, mounted on the back columns. Uh, The the carport is designed uh, to receive the back plate of the NLX. It has uh, pre-drilled holes for these and a hole to accept the wires, uh, to run the wires through the columns. Uh, this is a great way to, extend, to expand existing solar systems uh, or an alternative solution where you cannot install solar on a roof. Shown here is the two car carports. Uh, there is also the option uh, for a tandem solution with uh, shared columns. So you can connect multiple of those uh, when you need a carport for more than two cars. It is uh, designed uh, to be assembled by a crew of two people. It doesn't require any specialized or heavy machinery to install. This is a solar structure, so it's eligible for the 30% ITC and the extra 10% for US-made products. Uh, the carport is uh, supplied with an iron-rich system and under-panel clamps, so it accepts uh, any solar module and inverter you want. Uh, when combined with a uh, Blicker EPDM t gasket, the surface becomes watertight. Um, you can add some uh, accessories, a uh, decorative mesh to hide the solar components uh, and electronics. Uh, Also, um, we have uh, front uh, safety uh, lights that are solar powered, so you don't need to run any wires for those. And depending on the local AHA, you can also run wiring through the carport columns. And as I mentioned before, you can add EV chargers and the NLX is uh, pre-designed with it. It is designed and fabricated in the U.S. using U.S. made materials. So the steel is made here and comes with 25 years warranty. The structure is coming with a structural engineer P stamp. So you can install up to 24 solar modules with four columns of six modules when you're using residential modules or 18 modules when you're using commercial. Uh, with basic load, load capacities of 35 pounds per square foot of uh, snow load, which can be upgraded up to 65 pounds per square foot. And it comes with uh, 175 a miles per hour a wind load and seismic design category E. Uh, the two-car carport is 18 feet wide and 18 feet deep with uh, nine and a half feet clearance. So you can install it in any direction, and uh, it will give you the same coverage so the cars can enter the, uh, the structure from any direction. Uh, that helps when uh, uh, when the site is not located uh, with facing south, um, and it comes with five degrees steel. Uh, you can find the 3D model of the tandem carport and the standalone carport on the Bleakier website. Uh, We we will share a a link to uh, to that uh, if you want to look at it and uh, play with the the 3D design. Uh, One last item to go over before we get started is our solar design and quote tool. You will find it on the top of our homepage on renvoo.com. You can generate as many quotes as you need in a couple minutes without the need of uh, uh, a sales engineer. And it's available 24-7. First, you select the system type and com- components you would like to see on your quote, and then choose your panel. Uh, next, you will configure uh, your rocking system from a wide range of options. I'll select a uh, metal tilted roof. Um, and then after you selecting your uh, metal tilted roof, if there are more options, it will give you the type of uh, sheet that uh, you need. Um, I'll... Put two arrays here. First array, I will select eight modules in portrait, and then five modules in landscape. Second array will, with uh, nine modules in portrait. You can select the the color of the rails here. I'll choose black, and I'm changing the span to six feet in the system. And you would create a sketch of the array at the bottom of this page. Then, let's see, this is a sketch on, on the next page. And you would be able to choose the inverter that you want.
1: And also, uh, energy storage options if you would like. On the left side,
0: you will see the bill of materials building up uh, and when you're logged in uh, to your account, prices changes as you edit your system configuration. This is a great way to compare the cost of different options in real time. Our team updates the tool constantly with the latest solar components and pricing currently available in the
1: market. <clears throat> so here. Storage that I want choosing home grid,
0: you can see when I'm choosing it, how the pricing and quantities of items on the
1: left are changing. Uh, on the last page, uh, you will see, I'm, I'm adding here some, uh, some other components like
0: rapid shutdown. Um, on the last, last page, hey, there are you will be able to add a couple of spare modules if you need a balance of system and disconnects and the NLX EV chargers. I can select to add it to this quote and then it will ask me how many I want. So I'll select here, I'll them. Then uh, you, you can save the quote uh, on your account and get a quote to your email. You can also email our sales engineers at info at Our team will review the bill of materials and weigh in uh, with insight on configuration and availability. Uh, we are also available to uh, for any questions you may have. Uh, I encourage you to take a moment and play around with this tool. It's interesting to compare options and uh, and complete different design configurations. Uh, You can also change here the results with uh, adding more, removing
1: items, um, and purchase this uh, system that you just got. Okay. I think we can start now. We have a significant number of participants already.
0: Uh, This webinar is being recorded, and we will upload it to our YouTube channel, and it will be available also uh, as a podcast. We will share the links uh, in the follow-up email. If you have questions during the presentation or the Q&A session, use the Q&A button, uh, 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 which makes it easier for us to make sure we answer all the questions. So Spencer, I think uh, you can
1: take over now and start sharing your slide deck. Let me stop sharing. There you go. Are muted? Hey everybody. I'm just going to share my screen here. Okay. So uh,
2: my name is Spencer Krim and I work at NLX Way. We are a um, EV charging uh, and e-mobility solutions uh, arm of our company. I'm excited to be partnered with with Renvu. And uh, as you guys have questions, uh, yeah, definitely throw them in the q and I'm gonna try to get through these slides fairly quickly so that we can uh, make this a little more interactive in the Q&A, or we can um, uh, be at least acknowledging these these questions and making sure you guys are getting the information that you need. So I'll I'll give you guys a quick introduction of myself, we'll talk about NLX Way as a company, uh talk about incentives that are available out there, the benefits of combining solar and EV charging, talk about basic smart EV charging and um and then we'll dive into the solutions that we provide, installation um you know overview and then uh, get right into the Q&A. So like I said, my name is Spencer Krim. I am a senior account executive at NLX Way. I've been in the uh, energy or alternative energy industry for um, for 10 years now, started in solar, worked in um, distributed energy resources in demand response, and then was in EV charging starting in 2016. Um, lots of experience working with uh, big and small customers uh, across North America. So to talk about NLX Way, we are part of a group called the NL Group, which is a global Fortune 200 company. We did about $148 billion in revenue last year, uh, 67,000 employees across 31 countries. Uh, We are the largest um, private operator of clean energy in the world. 59 gigawatts of clean energy operating around, um, around the world, quite a bit in Latin America and, um, North America, Europe, Asia. Um, we, the, this company, um, has a North American business unit called NLX, which is a uh, distributed energy resources, demand response, um, battery storage, et cetera. And, uh, NLX, the e-mobility group, the EV charging group, used to roll up to that, that group. And, and now, as of this year, we are part of a, a global organization that operates across the 31 countries um, headquartered in Rome. But we are a uh, a, a large company with a deep balance sheets committed to growing globally for EV charging across all use cases. I kind of covered some of this, uh, this information already, but I think the biggest Thing to um, to pay attention to on this slide is that NLX Way has over half a million charging ports uh, for uh, electric vehicle charging across the world. About 160,000 of those are in North America. Uh, we, we own and operate many of these uh, stations in Europe. We are beginning to own and operate DC fast charging hubs in North America. And um, you'll see that we have, Hardware and software solutions for every use case for EV charging, whether that's at home or charging a bus fleet or quick stop convenience or workplace or what have you. But we'll get into that. Um, you know, I've been in this industry since uh, since 2016, like I said. Which, if you look at that graph, is that smallest sliver of orange on that first bar graph. It's been really exciting to see the growth that we've seen in the last, uh, seven, eight years, and we are about to really accelerate and see a tremendous growth for EV charging and for EV adoption. Um, I feel like every day, uh, there's new and exciting news around more electric vehicles on the road and, um. And there's a real it's exciting to be working at a company that's really focused on solving the critical um, speed bump to electric vehicle adoption, which is building the charging infrastructure. So uh, it's exciting to be a part of this and be partnered with Renvu where, you know, this this looks pretty similar to, I think, the the growth that we saw in solar. Um, And we're we're going to be fast following uh, on that, which is pretty exciting. So, uh, there are a lot of incentives out there and it's going to be very localized. Um, there's a, a, a couple of federal incentives that are, um, you know, specific. There's a, you know, an income tax credit. Uh, there is a, um, I think people have heard a lot about NEVI or the national electric vehicle infrastructure, um, incentive where we're, um, Along federal highways, there will be uh, fast charging uh, hubs, and those are going to be, um, you know, fifty to eighty percent funded by the by incentives, which is which is great. But across municipalities, uh, across counties, states, in utility programs, um, there are incentives that uh, can cover five hundred dollars off a charger up to eighty percent off. They might even cover all of the infrastructure and make ready. So um, including service upgrades to handle the electrical capacity from the utility all all the way to the uh, station itself. There's also incentives that are um, out there to uh, incentivize EV ownership. So uh, it's hard to talk specifically about this because it's going to be so regional uh, or driven by your, your zip code. We have a, a full list of incentives uh, on our website um, and that link is uh live in this PowerPoint, but you guys can't click on it, so I'll make sure that that gets sent out at the end. but um you know we are are here to to help um, uh, identify educate and
1: identify the um, educate you on the incentives that are available uh. So to talk about why solar and EV charging, I, I think it's a um,
2: it's, it's kind of a critical part of the the ecosystem. We see um, clean energy uh, coming in. We've got um, the renewable energy coming in. You know, you can combine it with battery storage and then and then being able to take a um, really an electric car is, as clean as the power going into it. And so it's a um you know solar really helps decarbonize uh transportation you when you look at the uh gas equivalency or gas mileage equivalency of an electric car and the carbon footprint of an electric car, it really does vary state by state based off of the power mix so uh you know a car driving in you know charging up in California is obviously cleaner than a car uh charging up in um, you know, West Virginia, where there's a uh, a lot of coal power. Um, but it, it makes sense to, there's a um, just a real uh, cohesion between uh, solar and electric transport. The other thing that's a little more tangible is the overlap between um, solar owners residentially and, um, and EV drivers. And there are um, EV drivers want to be charging their car on solar and solar owners want to be driving electric cars. You just see a tremendous overlap here. And so um, what this means is that there's a a, a big opportunity for um,
1: for solar to to um, uh Sorry I'm I'm just looking ahead to see I've got
2: a slide later on here that that talks about how EV drive EV charging can um can improve the uh the revenue available from a solar install but increasingly you know you saw that that curve um that uh, aggressive growth that we're seeing um more and more Electric vehicle infrastructure is a must-have amenity, and I—I I don't even really like the word amenity. I think of it as as critical infrastructure for new builds across um, across the country. Whether you're building, you know, it, it's it's part of building code in, in California now that a certain number of spaces must be EV, must have EV charging, and a, an additional percentage must have. Um. Be capable of adding EV charging. And we're starting to see that regulation across uh, the country. Um, Additionally, we have, um, it's just, you know, as 40, 50% of cars go electric, these cars are gonna need to plug in wherever they're parked. So any property with a parking lot can benefit from EV charging. And there's a lot of discussion in the news about where, about DC fast charging and where are you going to find a a DC fast charger? And the reality is for EV drivers, the number one and number two places that they charge is at home and at their place of work, because that is where their car is parked the most. Um, When your car is parked, you could be charging and topping it off. And so we'll talk about AC charging as a critical part of the mix. Um, But but really, the while everybody is focused on funding DC fast charging, um, so that they because they want to try to replicate uh, a gas station experience, the reality is uh, level 2 AC charging happens at home and happens at, um, at work. Uh, and that's where most of the charging happens. So it's a real opportunity, like I said, for any property with a parking lot to be adding charging and being able to take advantage of supporting EV drivers and um, and earning some revenue from that. So like I said, you can earn revenue, uh, attract new customers, attract uh, new employees. If you've got a, you know, if you're renting a property, whether it's to an office space or to a retail plaza, the EV driving, EV charging is going to um, increase the um, attractiveness and demand for that space. It is um, like we, we said, a a critical amenity, critical infrastructure for any property. Um, I've already talked about the, the growing state and local regulations around EV driving. And of course it does show commitment to your, um, to sustainability and uh, a decarbonized uh world. Um so bringing EV charging alongside uh a solar installation um is definitely a way to differentiate the offering. Um we have seen with residential solar installers uh, an opportunity to go back to existing customer base and um and grow revenue. We've also seen uh a an increase in solar array size when EV charging is attached uh, because it does increase the electric load of the, of the home or the property. So we'll see larger, in addition to the revenue around EV, you know, selling the hardware and having a better customer experience because you're offering a more holistic, uh, clean energy solution to the end user. You've also got the,
1: um, added benefit of a, of selling a larger PV array. Okay. So let's talk about what, um, really should be table stakes for
2: any electric vehicle, uh, infrastructure charging, uh, conversation. And that is to make sure you have networked charging or smart charging is what we we call it. Um, you know, uh, a level two electric vehicle charger is essentially just a 240 amp, um, sorry 240 volt 40 amp plug. And it can just do a straight draw um, without any in um, without any analytics. but the power load is such that you definitely want to be managing that for cost savings. and most utility programs and most um, incentive programs require smart charging, so that you can, or network charging, so that you can um, measure the kilowatt output, and also participate in um, in various grid programs. In California and in uh, multiple municipalities, you are um, there are tariffs or um, charging rates that allow you to charge for significantly less, um, allow you to get a significantly lower electric rate if you're charging your car at dur- certain times on the grid. So there are grid incentives, um, you know, the the install rebates are typically dependent on smart charging. You've got the ability to, to load balance or to to reduce your load um, using uh, the software platform from the Wi-Fi or the connected station, you know, tracking your consumption and cost, obviously. And then um, at, at the commercial scale, just the ability to really understand uh, your fleet or everyone who's plugging into the multiple chargers you have. Um, so smart charging is um, is basically critical uh, table stakes. You might see a cheaper charger out there, but it likely doesn't have a um, a connection uh, to the internet or the ability to be managed remotely. So, for from NLX way, we are um, a holistic provider of EV charging solutions. We have the hardware with um, applications for, um, or with, with hardware specific to every application that you may have. Uh, the software allows you to manage um, the station, as I mentioned, and then we also are a services arm providing installation support, uh, O&M, uh, for the ongoing life of the, of the station. Um, in some cases, we can offer financing or client services and um, marketing, et cetera. So let's get into the suite of solutions. What you see here is our NLX way uh, product portfolio. So on the far left there is our home charger. That's called the juice box. Um, this is a,, uh, uh, as I'll get to, you know, the, um, you know, car and driver named it the best overall charger last year. It is uh, the most popular residential charger out there. Um, it's been our, uh, really, we've been selling this product in North America for almost 10 years now. Um, the, uh, Juicebox pro is the, um, kind of purple box that looks similar to that home unit, except it's got a, um, QR code on it and it is a ruggedized version that is able to handle transactions or, um, and, and manage access control and um, use our enterprise software. So you can now charge drivers to use the station. Um, and you can manage who has access to the station. And then and this is really the the core of our level two charging, which is that AC charging, that 240 volt, 208 volt, um, 40 amp uh, charging, 32, 40, 48, 80 amp charging. Um, and, it, and this is the core of, of our, uh, business and footprint in, in North America, because like I said, uh, home charging and work charging are the number one and two places to be charging. And so that's where we've, we've put a lot of effort. What you see, uh, to the right of that is a juice, the various mounting options. I want to call, um, your attention to the, the big, uh, I'm not sure if you guys can See my mouse here, but the the white charger with the NLX way at the top, it's got cord management for a better user experience. It has two mounted stations on it, um, and it bolts into a concrete pad. It comes uh, fully assembled and is a really easy install, and it is really what we're seeing at almost every commercial installation. It also has an upgrade option where you can add a credit card reader for... um, or retail or public facing uh, applications. And it is um, increasingly our our most popular configuration of of charger. And then to the right, we have various DC fast charging solutions. We start at 50 KW at 40 volt um, DC fast charging. And we support um, all DC fast charging connections uh, or or will be able to, we just announced yesterday that we'll be supporting the North American charging standard as well. Um, But these uh, are configurable to meet any sort of DC fast charging solution, whether it's a relatively slow 50kW charger, which is still quite fast, um, putting about a, you know, 150 miles of range into a car in an hour, um, or up to 350 kilowatts of, of, uh, power, uh, configurable. Um, but we, we step up 50, 75, 100, 150, 200, uh, all the way up to, to 350 KW. And we'll get into that. So coming back to the juice box, I kind of touched on all of this already. Uh, but it, this is the, the, uh, The number one residential charger this is the the box that you saw attached to the solar uh, configurations that eras was uh, showing at the beginning of this of the um, the presentation it's a a great product and and uh, very, very popular. Box Pro, This what distinguishes this is it's ruggedized. It can handle commercial transactions. It can handle multiple drivers and access control. And it also has an 80 amp charger uh, or 80 amp configuration, which means it can go up to 19.2 kilowatts uh, an hour, which is about 60 or 70 miles of range in an hour, which is pretty fast for level two. We see a lot of that on the fleet side for most commercial transaction or most commercial applications we're seeing um 40 or 48 amp charging um depending on your situation we you know, it might be just 32 amps but um you know i i'm available and um and the renvu team's available to talk about which amperage is the right application for you uh again going back to these these mounting options we have the juice stand pro which is um basically, uh, if you're unable to mount to a, um, to a wall, uh, this is a, uh, relatively, that's a, um, uh, relatively low cost option. However, it doesn't have any cord management and you don't have the ability to put a, a, a credit card, um, on a credit card reader on there. Uh, we, the juice pedestal is increasingly the, this is what we, we see, um, in 90% of our non wall mounted um, uh, installations is the juice pedestal it's got the cord management it's uh, just a much cleaner. Um, easy to install sturdy. Uh, uh, product and then the option data a credit card reader is is really um, ma- making this a, a very, very popular. Um, item. Uh, DC fast charging can be its own conversation. I think I have covered most of this already where we've got the range of these products are called the 50 to 175 but you'll notice that the juice pump 150 product line has 100 200 and 350 kW um configurations. Uh I can I'm going to uh keep moving on cuz it's um it becomes a project specific conversation and i feel like i could talk for an hour about dc fast charging but uh, so i'll keep it pretty high level the um what's what's great about dc fast charging is how how quick it is um it's much much more expensive the electrical infrastructure behind it is is much more expensive the hardware is much more expensive and so what we really see most projects are funded by incentives um and so when you are ready to to look at dc fast charging um you know definitely reach out to renvu or or myself and we can talk about how to uh you know whether this is the right product for you but one thing i i like to think about is if you think about the property and you think about the car dwell time at that property Do you want to, you know, how long are people parked there? Is it a movie theater? You probably don't need DC fast charging because they're going to be in the theater for one or two hours. And so level two AC charging is plenty fast to help them top off to get to their next location. Um, Is it a, a convenience store or a gas station or a highway adjacent location where people are going to be pulling off to charge up and they're only going to spend... 20 minutes there, uh, then DC fast charging is a much better application or potentially it's a, um, you know, heavy duty fleet bus application. Um, but, uh, I guess that's, um, what we're, we're talking about, uh, here. So the really, even if you, um, in like a, a retail shopping center, um, you might see some DC fast charging though, predominantly you'll see level two charging there. If you need, um, if you do see DC fast charging at a shopping mall, it'll probably be 50 or 75 because anything, you know, in that 150, 175 KW range, the cost, um, per car served is so expensive compared to how many cars we can serve for per dollar spent on infrastructure. The juice pump 50 is, is typically what you're going to see more. Um, but like I said, quick stop, um, uh, convenience stores, gas stations. That's where you're going to see these faster chargers. Behind all of these solutions is our JuiceNet Enterprise software platform, which is um, uh, designed to give you all the analytics that you need to to manage who is using the station and when, how much you're charging them, making sure that you're reporting on all of your sustainability statistics, seeing how many, you know, what you're um, offsetting through how many kilowatts you've dispensed um, and it, it allows you to manage um, all of the various uh, challenges that come from owning this infrastructure uh, for the um, uh, to, uh, to see that across your portfolio, whether it's one station at, um, uh, or, or, or 10 stations at, at 15 locations. Um, the, the platform allows for all of that management. And on the driver side, we have a, um, a, a very popular, easy to use app that shows you state of charge for your car, um, allows you to start and stop the charging, and, uh, schedule your charging to take advantage of your, um, of the tariff that you may have. And this app you, works at home on your home charger but as well as out in the in the wild on the any commercial charger you may uh, interact with. All right, I've been monologuing here for quite a few minutes, but we're really close. Uh, the installation is, um, you know, we, you're going to want to take a look at, at the code, um, and, uh, locally, uh, NLX way has a number of install resources available. There's also uh, a level two installation certification that takes about an hour, um, to go through this online module. I highly recommend it. It it's, um, it's, Basic, but it does cover everything that you um, would need to know, and will just make installation that much quicker. Um, but you know, looking at this slide here, the um, you know standard electric code um, rules apply. It's considered a a, a continuous load, so we um, we need the one hundred twenty five percent load. So a, a 32 amp charger requires a 40 amp breaker. One thing I didn't call out is that on our level two charging on the 32 and 40 amp options, we can, um, rather than hardwiring the plug, you can also have a a NEMA plug to to plug into a receptacle. So if your garage has a dryer outlet, um, you don't actually have to change anything. You can take your electrical your your 240 volt uh outlet and plug in an ev charger to that and um and so for many homeowners that's a very quick way to um to get their home ready to uh to charge um their electric car we or the connectivity of the software wi-fi um is recommended at the location of install we also have options to provide a um, cellular based uh, local Wi-Fi network through what's called a Juice router, so uh, that can you know support up to sixteen charging ports. Um, but Wi-Fi is the um, is uh, is really how we we end up connecting. The stations also have a built-in cellular option. That's um, definitely a good and reliable um, solution. However, it does cost more, but um, something to to talk about. Um, just make sure you've got, you know, best, best practices are to have wifi, uh, connectivity in the install location. The, um, a couple of things to keep in mind, if you are installing, no matter how many stations you're installing today, you will likely have a request to install more in the future. So rather than tearing up your parking lot, laying conduit for four chargers, and then repaving your parking lot and installing four chargers, we recommend that you lay conduit and get the electrical capacity for eight chargers, or enough to grow into your um, into the de- into the growing demand, so that you can um, lay conduit for eight chargers, install four, and when it's time to add more chargers, you can pull wire through that conduit and put in another station rather than into completely uh, tear up your parking lot again and uh, go through all that process, because um, about 50 to 70 percent of any EV charging project is the um, is not hardware related. It's all about the infrastructure, getting the wire from your panel to the install location. So as much as you can plan ahead for expansion, that's um, that's a huge benefit. Obviously, I, I you know one thing that we saw early in the industry was people putting the EV charging stations out back, um yeah, which is just sort of a, a negative experience for EV drivers. We we now see most people putting them in, you know, well-lit, easy, uh, easy to find, safe locations. Uh, and it's a it's a good look for the property as well to have the EV charging stations out front. And of course, you want to um like all installations upgrades you want to make sure you're uh, complying with the American with Disabilities Act so making sure that you have California is um, has great guidelines on this and uh, typically uh, design build uh, professionals will follow those guidelines when uh, figuring out how many stations should be allocated to a um to ADA spaces uh, striping considerations pathway, uh, parking lot grading, et cetera. Um, The stations themselves are ADA compliant. Uh, All the the controls are um, at 48 inches or lower for uh, wheelchair accessibility, but um, just something to keep in mind. Um, I think I've covered most of this. Mounting is pretty um, straightforward in all of our install materials, but there's a a mounting bracket uh, that, uh allows the station to slide on and, and lock in place. Um and if you are doing a freestanding station like a juice pedestal or a DC fast charging, uh it's got to be on a concrete pad. And um we have all of the uh specs available online. The mounting kit for the level two chargers comes with the um the pedestals. So the, the bolts are there the um uh it's all ready to uh to be of uh, wired up and I'm going to take a deep breath and a uh, sip of water and start answering questions but that is the general overview and I will send us some of these links out via Renvu um, afterwards that
1: may be of of help.
0: Thanks sir um so let's get started with the Q&A session uh, if you have any questions please feel free to ask uh, in the Q&A section and we'll try to get as many as we can. And we'll follow up by email if we can uh, go over everything. You can also email our sales team at info for more information and pricing. And as I mentioned before, this webinar is being recorded and we'll send you a link in a follow-up email. So let's see, let's start with... Uh, with the Q and A, can you stop sharing your screen so uh, they will see our faces? It will be. Oh yeah! Apologies. Canadian. Great. Thank you. Uh, let's see. So, first question uh, from Gary: uh, Is the DC fast charging 480 volt three phase? Yes.
2: All of the uh, all of the DC fast charging is uh, 40 volt three phase.
0: That's good uh, for level two commercial install, just pedestal for the customer with multiple units, ten plus. Uh, does the system have the capability to communicate and limit the overall current uh, on the entire system?
1: Yes, so we um uh, the software uh,
2: enables you to group stations, um, you can do it by a single station or you can do. Group stations, but you can limit the total amperage uh, being pulled, or the, the overall current on the entire system, or by groups of um, by groups of chargers. Uh, it's a robust power management system, and um, we are adding features uh, pretty much every day um, or every week. Uh, so we're continuing to grow out the uh, load optimization and load management capabilities. But yes, the, the short answer is you can um, uh, you can limit the power, and it is a um, a, a very important feature for these larger scale uh,
0: installations. Sounds good. Uh, next question from gail uh, future uh, adaptability for vehicle to grid or v 2 g
1: um yeah so the 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 stations um will uh, be sorry the um currently
2: let me let me do a a proper follow-up on this because there it is it is in the works and i just want to make sure i get it 100 percent right and not um say that uh uh, inaccurately so i will make sure that that's a a follow-up on vehicle to grid capabilities uh by product line
0: etc we'll take the risk and answer some of it i think that uh i think that buying a product from a leading uh, leading EV charging manufacturer uh, is is the way to go when you're looking for a vehicle to create a solution eventually, because the smaller solutions or the cheaper ones, uh, will not uh, for sure uh, handle that. So I think that going with the NLX way is uh, the right way to go anyways. Uh, next question: Do NLX level two charging station work with two hundred and forty
1: delta or two hundred and forty to ground? That's the type of. Uh, um, space, right? I actually uh, have not encountered that
2: question, Eris. Um, do you have?
0: Uh, um, so I think that uh, we can. We can let our uh, yeah, we can let our sales engineers uh, taking that and answer in a follow-up email with, a, with after a webinar follow-up email. Um, yeah. Let's see, the next one. Uh, are there any level two chargers that, are, that use three-phase uh, circuits? I've run across a couple of locations where there is an available 30 to 40 amp, 480 volt circuit. And have not found anything other than a 240 or 208 charger.
2: We we only. Um, my understanding is that all all level two charging uh, across the entire industry is going to be 240 208 charger.
1: So you would want to step that down.
0: Hey, Gary's asking here uh, when you uh, when you current limit. I presume that this extends the charging time for the user. Um, how do you notify the extended time added due to power limiting?
1: Uh, that's
2: a really good question, and I believe it is done through the app. Let me get a, a specific
0: uh,
1: question or uh, answer around that.
0: Um. Can the DC fast charger charge eight
1: hundred volt cars? Um the the answer is yes.
2: And it's um one of the
1: uh platforms um the there is a one of, it, you know that's a, a um Short answer is yes,
2: and uh, I would need to talk to the DC fast charging engineer to um, to get the specific like which model. If you wanted to get really technical, but um,
1: the, yeah, that'll that would sort of be project specific, um, typically. But uh, no, the short answer is yes.
0: Uh, does the the system continue to work with loss of Wi-Fi network?
2: Yes. Uh, it'll um it'll continue the uh, the charging session and then it'll um uh,
1: when it, when the Wifi connection is uh finished, uh, that data will will upload. I think uh we already talked
0: about the vehicle to. Agree. There's another question here. Is there a residential bidirectional EV charter being developed by NLX for V2X? And I think we um
2: Yeah, I, I would you know uh it's on the roadmap and further specifics are um uh probably not available right now. Um but the but beyond it being on the roadmap, um you know, to Aris's point, as a leading uh, provider of EV charging, but also as a global leader in clean energy and distributed energy resources, um, it's definitely on the roadmap and definitely part of our
1: ecosystem of, of holistic solutions. Next question from Richard. Um...
0: Oh, it's continuing, or at least the product capability to measure load versus solar production and push to a residential EV. Um,
2: sorry, this is a continuation of
0: a question. Yeah, for the for the V two X question. Oh, um,
1: it's I think metrical. that I think
0: that the measuring measuring of Of loads besides the uh, the car would be done with uh, with products like Lumen that uh, can read all the loads in the uh, residential environment and the solar system. Um, I would I would dare to say that uh, the EV charging software will read the, the available power uh, from the grid and the uh, pull from the car.
2: Yeah, the, I, I will just say that, that this is, I think how I'm reading this is that it's a, a relatively, there's a number of systems that need to communicate. There or that are would require communication and and there is is talking about some of the systems that can do part of that uh, communication between solar array uh, building load and uh, draw from the car and state of charge from the car. Um, There's nothing on the shelf right now that's that's doing all of that um, uh, on a single platform. Um, We are working on some pretty exciting stuff on the commercial side. Uh, that would I'm sure um, be available eventually in the residential market that does help balance um, EV load, EV charging load versus building load and and it's um it's pretty cool. Uh, there will and we're hoping to announce uh,
1: that product this year. Um, but we'll keep you posted. Andy here is asking,
0: does NL make extension cords for customers who need longer than twenty
1: five uh, feet forward? Uh, I don't think so. I can double check it certainly will require a higher voltage or
0: sorry higher current mm-hmm. the capacity
1: for this thicker
0: wire um okay actually one question for me when you uh, when you were talking about the uh, commercial a uh, commercial juice box yeah, or the juice box pro pro uh, you mentioned that credit card reader is required but uh, uh there is also an option to charge people through the a uh, software right so if they have QR code or uh, RFID uh, cards; they can connect it to the software and uh, and the charging uh, solution.
2: Yeah, you're 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 correct. Um, for I would you know, ninety five ninety, yeah, ninety five percent of our transactions are on on our platform occur exactly how you described using the QR code, where you can. Uh, With your phone, download the app, create an account and start tracking your usage and paying for how you're um, paying for the charging. Or you can go that QR code also will push you directly to a just a transaction link. So you can pay through PayPal or Apple Pay or credit cards um, to uh, to transact on the station. Um, Or you have an RFID card associated with your account that has payment information behind it. Um, the, the credit card reader, um, is in, in response to the, um, regulations in California for public facing, uh, chargers where you are required to have an EMV chip. Uh, and so that is, um, that regulation comes into effect in July and, uh, we have an upgrade kit available for the juice pedestals to get all of our uh, juice pedestals into compliance with that to avoid, um, any potential fines for that. Um, but that's, uh, the, the credit card reader is really great that you can, you know, use the EMV chip, uh, you can swipe, or you can use tap to pay and it instantly gets the, uh, the charging session started. So it's a really streamlined, um, customer experience,
0: And last question, or several more. So uh, Daryl is asking, when you have time of day or time of use, I assume, how do you limit charging to net zero? Do you have the ability to uh, communicate with, uh, uh, with the station and say, when you get to a certain point, just uh, stop charging? Or what are the capabilities of the the app? Let's say. Yeah,
2: typically the the time of day, the best way to to um, use the time of, to to basically. You you would want to schedule the charging. Um, as far as limit charging to net zero. I'm. Um, is that based off of a, a solar production and and making sure that you don't actually. Go above what you've already fed back to the grid? Yeah, that's what
0: I think the question okay. is.
2: Yeah, let me look into that. That's a really interesting question um, as far as like capping
1: the number of kilowatts you put into your car. Um, because we, so, you know, we can Darryl, limit your. Daryl is explaining here that. Uh, uh,
0: he says i meant limit to not road during the day, but having solar huh. do you mean do you mean you daryl do you mean uh using only solar for charging the car
1: please' uh follow up here so we can least understand your question yes so uh he wants she
0: is asking if you can limit the uh, system to to use only during uh, Solar
1: production makes sense. Yeah, you would you would schedule that with your with
2: your you know you've got pretty good analytics around when you're drawing when you're producing the most power on your solar array, so you could schedule it so that it's um, uh, pulling uh, so that you're charging at your peak production
1: times and and hopefully not. Um, yeah, that's possible. Um,
0: Brent is asking here, we're planning on putting three EVs uh, on our company's fleet. Uh, These will be available as cars for employees. Is there a way to enter an employee number or ba- a badge number on the charging unit itself uh, or just directly through the software to track the employee's usage?
2: Yeah, So, so most commonly in that situation, we would ask, you could either provide an RFID card associated with that employee and make, they would create a, an NLX Way account and be able to use that RFID card to charge on your station and um, and track the usage that way. You could also do that through the app. So if they're charging their car at home, they they would use the app to charge at home. But then when they come to work, they, they uh, check the box in the app to say, I'm using my employee badge number here. And and so that would um, allow them to charge. And then you could also have the charging stations limited to the people that you have registered as registered users,
1: um, which you would associate with that employee ID. Um, Okay, I think
0: think we covered most of it. Uh, We will follow up uh, by email for uh, the other questions that we didn't manage to answer here. Again, thanks uh, for joining us today. And thanks, Spencer, for uh, your sharing your knowledge. Uh, we'll work on the recording and the email, and we will email it to you in the next few days. Have a great rest of your week, everybody.
1: Thanks a lot, everyone.
0: Thanks, Spencer.